When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it's time for something completely different. We don't have to let Trump set our agenda. We have our own goals and priorities to talk about, and one of them could be universal basic income. For that, we turn to Bryce Covert. She's an award-winning contributor at The Nation and a contributing op-ed writer at The New York Times. Her writing has also appeared in The Washington Post, The New Republic, New York Magazine, and Slate. She's appeared on ABC, CBS, MSNBC, and NPR. Bryce Covert, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. Well, for people living in poverty, getting money from the government on a regular basis would certainly help make them less poor. But lots of people on the right say they would only spend that money on beer and cigarettes or worse. So it's a bad idea uh, to give poor people money. Uh, What do you say? Well, the research that a variety of different kinds of academics have done at this point just doesn't really support that point of view. I think it's pretty widespread, and in fact, it may not even be solely on the right that people think, you know, if I give some cash, say, to someone who's panhandling on the street, they're just likely to use it on something negative, and so in the end, I'm really hurting them, I'm not helping them. But when we look at studies that have been done of giving cash to people no strings attached. In both the developing world and in some developed countries as well, what researchers have found is basically they don't drink more, they don't spend more money on cigarettes, you know, they don't do sort of these things that we think of as quote-unquote bad. What they do instead is they invest in themselves, they invest in their families, they eat more, they uh, can access health care so they become healthier, they tend to get more education. Sometimes they're even able to use it to start a business or invest in something they were already doing and, you know, increase their income. So it has a variety of positive effects and doesn't seem to really have those negative effects that everyone has assumed for so long would come along with just handing money to people. The other thing it doesn't really seem to do that people sometimes worry about is induce them to just give up working. You know, there's this notion that it would be a moral hazard. People would get cash for nothing and decide, well, then I'm just going to not work anymore. And um, there have been some studies of the effect on the labor force and basically people continue working as before, or like I said, sometimes they'll even use it to get a business going or invest in what they were already doing. So there are numerous benefits, and it does not seem to have a lot of drawbacks. And the people who are proposing this as a federal government policy in the United States, how much money are we talking about spending? How much per month for how many people, and and what effects could that bring? Well, so that's where it starts to diverge a bit. It it really depends on who you're talking to. But I would say, generally speaking, most people who are talking about a universal basic income here in the U.S. tend to talk about somewhere around $1,000 a month 
for every citizen. Some people talk about giving it to every adult. Some people talk about giving it to adults and children. And some people talk about a truly universal basic income so that no matter who you are or what you make, you get the check from the government. Some people talk about something more just like a guaranteed income for a certain slice of the population. So, for example, um, Chris Hughes, who's a co-founder of Facebook, wrote a book about this topic, and he's not talking about a universal basic income. He talks about giving out just $500 a month to people of a certain income who meet certain requirements, which is pretty different, although it would also be quite a divergence from what we do right now anyway and the federal government. So all of that is sort of under this big umbrella, but would obviously have, first of all, very different costs for the government and then also very different impacts for the people who got it and then for, you know, society at large. Another one of the concerns of at least some of the people who advocate a universal basic income is that automation computers uh, are going to replace a lot of the lower-paying jobs in America and everywhere else, too. And we don't actually need people to do this work anymore. Driverless cars will replace Uber drivers, uh, Computers will replace human labor in assembly lines. And therefore, in the future, we won't have the ordinary jobs that we have had in the recent past. And therefore, we're going to need to do something. And universal basic income is going to be required by the transformation of uh, work in America and the world. What do you say to that? Well, yeah, so that's what a lot of people who come to this issue come at it from. Um, you know, Chris Hughes is, is along those lines, Andy Stern, who used to run SEIU. I say that I think they're getting a little far ahead of themselves. The data isn't necessarily there that we are facing some sort of robot-fueled jobs apocalypse. A lot of these technologies are still pretty early stage. I mean, driverless cars certainly have made some significant improvements but are not ready to be rolled out en masse on the streets uh, and roads of America. We have problems today that we should be dealing with in our economy, and I think there are issues in our economy that a universal basic income could address. For me, the most important um, and significant one is poverty. We have a lot of people in this country who live in pretty desperate poverty, and giving them a regular infusion of cash could really alleviate that problem. I could also potentially do some other things for the more structural jobs-related issues we have, but the other problem I see with some of these arguments in favor of a universal basic income that relate to automation or robots is that what they're arguing is that by giving out a universal basic income, you're giving people a fallback when their job disappears. And I just don't see how a check for $1,000 every month would be able to replace someone's job. It's just not enough money to live off of, even if you're a single person. And then if you have children, you know, forget it. (laughs) So we're really not talking about a policy that could stand in for job loss or stand in for a job if someone wants to leave, you know, a a crappy situation or, or gets laid off. What we're talking about is money that could potentially supplement someone who doesn't earn enough at work or just for some reason is still living below the poverty line. So let's talk about some other solutions to the problem of poverty in America today. Many uh, progressives now advocate a federal job guarantee 
how does that compare to the proposals for a UBI, universal basic income? A job guarantee is basically the government saying, we will offer you a job at any time if you need or want one. Um, so it's very different in terms of administration. It would take a lot more coordination, a lot more effort from the federal government because the government would basically come up with um, activities or tasks, services that it needs done that are for the public good. So, for example, building out public infrastructure, caring for the elderly, things like that. And then it would say, okay, if you're unemployed or if you just got laid off or if you are in some sort of low-wage job that's not treating you well or giving you enough pay and benefits, come down to the public job office. We will employ you in this necessary task. You'll learn some skills and you will also, more importantly, earn a living wage and get benefits like health care and paid sick days. That really does stand in for a job. If someone is facing job job loss for, from automation or if someone is frustrated with the terms of their employment because our jobs have gotten more erratic and pay has not kept up with productivity, well, then you can just leave that job and you have the actual option of walking away and going and getting public employment instead, which forces the private sector to keep up and compete with a good public job. That, I really do think, gives workers power in the way that I just don't think a $1,000 check each month can do the same. Of course, there's some objections to that. There's kind of a more utopian objection. A federal job guarantee assumes everybody should work, and critics of that idea say this is, this is really an obsolete part of the Protestant work ethic that holds that your value is determined by your work. It's part of the government telling people what to do with their lives. If everybody doesn't have to work, they could do something more satisfying and worthwhile and find something more meaningful to do with their lives. What do you think about that argument? Yeah, I think there's validity to that. You know, what a job guarantee can't do is question how much we tie a person's value to how much they work in this right. country. A universal basic income starts to get at that question because it gives you money for, as some supporters put it, just being alive. And in theory, it could potentially free up some of your time to do something that's not work, or at least not paid work, you know, caring for a loved one, making art, whatever it might be. Again, I would argue that a UBI is still not going to let you do that full time, but it starts to potentially erode this obsession we have with work in a way that a job guarantee can't. And UBI can also help value the unpaid work that, in particular, women shoulder disproportionately at home. It, it serves as a powerful rejection of the notion that people who work without pay are not contributing to, you know, the economy. Right. It's it's similar to the movement wages for housework from yes. the 70s. You know, the idea that the work of raising children and keeping a home is somehow not worthy of pay. They were trying to question that. And if you're receiving a UBI and that money is going, you know, you're using that money to then be able to spend time doing those tasks, it therefore is giving a monetary value to those tasks. And again, that's something a job guarantee is not going to get at, you know, and a job guarantee risks the idea that anyone who doesn't work for whatever reason in a job guarantee world, who doesn't take up the option of a public sector job, that there, there's something even more wrong with them for some reason. You know, that there's more stigma for people who 
can't or won't, for whatever reason, work. So which do you favor, universal basic income or a federal job guarantee? Well, given that both of these policies are still in the realm of the theoretical for the most part, I will stay in that realm and say, you know, in an ideal world, I think we have both. We have a universal basic income to alleviate deep poverty and to make sure that people who live in one of the wealthiest countries in the planet have a a certain level of subsistence and can survive. And we also have a job guarantee to ensure that anyone who is willing and able to work can do so and can do so for decent pay and with good benefits that really value their contribution. I think the two can really work hand in hand. Uh, One more thing, universal basic income would help people pay for medical care, pay for their kids' education, pay the rent. But what if we had Medicare for all? What if we had free education? What if we recognized the right to housing? Wouldn't those things be better than paying for them through a UBI? Definitely. I think also, you know, even with a UBI and even with a jobs guarantee, you know, UBI is not going to be able to cover all of the costs of living in this country that many of them that are increasing. And there are, there's still going to be a need for programs that ensure everybody has access to a good education. Everybody has access to good health care and medical care. Everybody has a roof over their heads. Um, I don't think either of these policies really will ensure those on their own. So there's plenty of other policy ideas that would have to be taken into consideration. Bryce Covert wrote a terrific article for The Nation about proposals for a universal basic income and alternatives to it. Read it at thenation.com. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.